Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It's Nuan is Now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. I've been feeling a little uh, run down under the weather. I'm feeling great today, so happy to be here with you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And uh, just one, and uh, I guess today and tomorrow to end the year for us here at ESPN Radio. So it's been a big year, been a fun year. Uh, very proud of everything we've been able to accomplish around here. And, of course, we couldn't do it without all of you out there listening, the millions and millions of listeners around the world. Uh, shout out to the people that are uh, on the other side of the ocean. We get podcast analytics now that tell you listeners from different countries and stuff. We got, like, people in Germany and Turkey listening, so uh, South Africa. So if you are uh, listening... Abroad, appreciate it, and thanks, uh, thanks so much for taking any and all the time that you do to listen to us talk our way around the world, specifically the world of sports. But uh, we try to talk our way around the world, uh, just in general. Got a lot to get to today. New head coach at Weber State, Mickey Mental, which is like uh, '80s heavy metal band name or something. Uh, I'm never going to be able to get over it not sounding funny, uh, but. Congratulations to him. The youth movement continues in the coaching ranks, uh, just broadly in the football world, but also in the Big Sky Conference. 37 years young, Mickey Mantle is, new head coach at Weber State. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator this last year, so they hire internally. So that's interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit. Also, the transfer portal. <laughs> it's so funny, man. You hear all the time just the, the cliché. The evils of the transfer portal. Transfer portals ruining college football. Is it? Is it, though? I don't know. I think that there's two sides to every coin, but there's particularly two sides to this coin. So we uh, will talk about the uh, the transfer portal at large uh, here throughout the show. What does it mean? Uh, who's in it so far? Who might be in it moving forward? Uh, and what sort of pros and cons are there to its existence in general. It's National Signing Day tomorrow, or I guess I should say the opening of the early signing period tomorrow. And uh, 
Montana, Montana State football expected to sign uh, a collection of guys. The Bobcats have over 20 verbal commits. Grizz have a dozen, maybe 14. I haven't looked at the official list, but we'll check on that here in just a minute. But the most recent commit, Iverson Young, a three-star recruit out of Texas, talented running back. Uh, he committed just yesterday. We mentioned it on the show, and uh, Andrew Houghton caught up with him. So we'll hear from Iverson Young about 4.30. We also have our Treasure State Stars for the week, like we do each and every Tuesday, highlighting some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana. Uh, hour number two, because we have a condensed week, no show Thursday or Friday again. Uh, so tomorrow, our guy Rajim Seabrook will roll with us uh, from start to finish. It'll be, it'll be fun to have Rajim in the studio, and we'll sort of have a 2022 wrap-up of all the, the best storylines from around uh, the state of Montana from this last calendar year. But because of that, our great friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, she uh, swung by earlier today. So we'll have uh, some laughs with Carolyn. And then about 5.30, we'll give you a Big Sky Basketball Roundup non-conference schedules about to be in the books if they aren't already. The two biggest games on the non-conference schedule for Montana and Montana State's men's basketball teams. I shouldn't say they're the two biggest games. They're the two most prestigious opponents. They're certainly the biggest uphill battles. The Grizz play at Gonzaga tonight. And the Cats play at Arizona. <laughs> the, only, the only way you could play a tougher opponent than playing at Gonzaga is playing at Arizona. <laughs> like, how about that? Do, I mean, seriously, Gonzaga's number 11 in the country right now. They have had they have three losses. But, I mean, this is a team that's been in the Final Four basically annually over the last handful of years. Been the number one team in the country more often than not over the last couple of years. And uh, Arizona, dang good as well. So, Huge uh, challenges for both Montana and Montana State, but we'll we'll get you rounded up with everything that's gone down in the non-conference since the last time we talked some Big Sky Hoops, and we got a whole bunch of tickets for you. The Grizz men's basketball team opens up uh, at home for Big Sky Conference play, and we got a variety of tickets to their games both December 29th and December 31st. So uh, looking forward to those games and looking forward to hooking you up with some tickets. There you go. It's your Tuesday slate here on Nuanas Now. It is uh, the show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. Uh, I'm going to tell a story on my guy, uh, Brent, real quick, because <laughs> this is funny. Brent is one of the, the uh, proprietors of the Grizz Fan Pod, and uh, he and Mike Nugent, both good friends and great supporters of this show, and and guys that uh, I talk a lot of Grizz, the Big Sky Conference, basketball and, and football and, and all the sports with. Uh, but, but Brent, last time I was on the Grizz Fan Pod, uh, well, first of all, I was on there for four hours, so we literally talked about everything. Every, every possible thing. But somehow we got on to holiday traditions. I don't know how we got on this tangent. Very tangential when you, when you uh, talk with your buddies while uh, drinking beer. <laughs> so we, we, had, we got derailed a couple times. And somehow, some way, the uh, subject turned to uh, holiday meals. And Brent had some, you know, I don't know. Slightly critical, but also really funny things to say about his his uh, in-laws' uh, holiday traditions. And he sends our group text today. He says, oh, guys, he said, mom and my, my mother and father-in-law, they listen to the pod. I don't know why or how, but somehow they listen to the pod, and I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> 
So hopefully Brent gets it all smoothed over before the holidays. But regardless, Happy New Year to him and everybody else. But thanks to the Wahlberg team for their continued support of uh, us here at ESPN Radio. Also, as I was making the show, by the way, if you want to be a part of the show, you want to call us, text us, uh, anything in between, 406-888-1029. You can do that anytime, and all guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Please call or text with your best of the best from 2022, your thoughts on the transfer portal, uh, your questions, comments about recruiting, whatever you got. L- let us know, 406-888-1029. Also, you can always stream the show not only on the ESPN MT app, but also on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live, and uh, you will find the stream. Uh, I was I went back to last Tuesday's show because I just had like a template for each day of the week for our show outlines, and I, uh, I just copy and paste from the previous week and then roll it over because there's a lot of times there's some carryover stuff. We have very similar giveaways certain days, and uh, I realized that it, it's been a week since the passing of Mike Leach, and, and we started with – talking about Mike Leach and his impact on football at large and and how he sort of democratized football uh, at a higher at a, at a broad level because he sort of his influence was from the top down but then also from like the bottom up and all of a sudden once high school coaches sort of found this they all sort of experienced this similar tipping point where they realized that you can actually do more with less if you're running the spread, as opposed to it used to be, you always run the ball because you want to take care of the ball. But then once Leach's air raid principles and his practice style infiltrated football, coaches realized, wow, we can move the ball, we can get our playmakers the ball in space a lot easier, and it's actually very low risk. And that's where then there was this massive tipping point in football where pretty much everybody runs the spread. And... uh so we talked all about that influence, but I never told my Mike Leach story. It's not even my story. It's just a story from Jeff Choate, who's a guy we covered when he was at Montana State. But he was Choate was the linebackers coach at Washington State for the Pirate for a couple of years. And this was uh, in the early 2010s when the Pac-12 was first about to launch the Pac-12 network. And there, this was like at the very forefront of all this crazy TV influence, which is now just so commonplace. But they were first initially negotiating the contract. There was some sort of gathering in which athletic directors from across the Pac-12 and coaches, both head coach and assistant coaches, uh, maybe even officials and um, TV executives were all in this in this meeting, right? And so Choate's there. He's an assistant. This is Choate telling the story. And Choate says, uh, we're all there, and, and Mike Leach... Is, is nowhere to be found. And so, and if you know anything about the Pirate, you know that he's always late. He's been late to everything ever. That, he, the reason he's such a cult hero is because he doesn't care. <laughs> he, he, he marches to the beat of his own drum. Like, if you ever read the, the book, The System, all about college football, they talk about how Mike Leach walks to and from practice always, no matter where he was coaching. Washington State, Mississippi State, whatever. He walks to and from practice every day. And so he might leave late and just show up late, and you just never know. And I think it t- drove some people crazy. I mean, I know Choate would always lament, like, man, 
what are we doing? I, I, you can't be the head coaches can't be showing up late all the time. Anyways, Leach is nowhere to be found, so they get the meeting started. Well, Leach strolls in like I don't know what the exact timing is, but significantly late, late, so late that everybody knows, right? But not only is he late, he's wearing full sweatsuit. Everybody else is wearing suits and ties or whatever, athletic department. This guy's got his hoodie on with his sweatpants on and aviator sunglasses, looking looking like something straight out of Lincoln, Montana or something. And then he sits down at the table with all the execs, and he pulls out a footlong from the hooded sweatshirt. And he's got some potato chips in there, too. <laughs> and everybody's looking at him like, we're, we're here in a meeting to, to discuss TV riots, and this is very, you know, that's very serious stuff, and Mike Leach just doesn't care. Guy just had to have his Sammy. <laughs> of all the Leach stories, I just thought that was such a good one, and I remember when Choate told me that, and I just, uh, I, I was in stitches laughing about it then, and I am now too. And I think, it, it, you know, full circle, I think it's a great reminder that maybe we just shouldn't take ourselves so seriously. Like, Mike Leach was late to everything. And you want to know who held it against him at the end of the day now that he's passed away? Nobody. Right? We're, we're, we're telling stories, remembering the guy with great reverence for, for marching to the beat of his own drum and doing it his own way and being outside the box, being counterculture, and, you know, thinking for himself. I think that's the thing that I'm always uh, striving to emphasize doesn't matter what you think. Just think for yourself. That that's it's one of the keys to finding your center as, as a human. And uh, I think it's it's undeniable that that Mike Leach uh, certainly certainly did uh, that. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I am Coulter Nuanas. If you're watching on any of our various uh, video platforms, you see our sweet. Shirts. I got so many new shirts now. It's just awesome. I don't even. It's like a. It's a gift and a curse, right? Because now I don't. I don't even need to do laundry for weeks at a time because I got a new fresh shirt. But these shirts are courtesy of Graphic Imprints. Graphic Imprints is a sweet graphic design and embroidery company based out of Billings, Montana. Uh, they can get you hooked up for your business uh, to get you all logoed up and, and get the name out there. Uh, the rep here in Western Montana, our great friend Nate Dolan, uh, who hopped on the show last week and uh, did a, we had a fun conversation about all things football. And then Nate will be joining us a, a time or two probably after the new year as well. You can hit up Nate at nate at graphic-imprints.com or you can call him 406-360-6014. Appreciate Nate for all the new gear. The news of the day in the Big Sky Conference on the football world. Mickey Mental, the new head coach. Uh, I thought it was not surprising that Weber, decide, Weber State decided to hire internally. I didn't think that was surprising. I did think, though, that it was a little surprising that the internal hire was a guy who's only been there for a year. I thought maybe that you know, Brett Myers has been, Brett Meyer, the, uh, the offensive line coach, has been there for, for years and years, and he's been a guy that's been in the big sky for a long time. So I thought maybe he would have a chance. I don't know Coach Meyer at all, and I don't know if he wanted to be the head coach or not, but I, I do know that uh, he's a, a veteran guy in the league, so I thought maybe he was somebody that would rise up. There's also been some some good assistance from, from Coach Hill's staffs the last couple years that had them since left but had stayed around the Utah area. And so I thought maybe one of those guys would get a shot, but instead – 
It's Mickey Mantle, and uh, he is a 37-year-old. He was the offensive coordinator just this last year. But I think that the kicker here was Mickey Mantle was the head coach at Notre Dame College, which is a Division II school, uh, two, for the two years prior to coming to Weaver State. And he posted a 16-2 a and two record. The most interesting part to me about this is, well, is twofold. One, as we've already stated on this show, I think that Jay Hill is the greatest coach in Weber State history. And I think that replacing the greatest coach in school history, especially when that guy just moves on, is uh, a tall task to say the least. I also think, though, it's very interesting because Mickey Mantle, obviously, as an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, is a offensive guy. Jay Hill is a defensive guy, defensive and special teams guy. But Jay Hill is, is when you think about coaches that call plays, there's been several really good coaches, really good head coaches that also called their offensive plays in the big sky. Bo Baldwin comes to mind at Eastern Washington and Cal Poly. Uh, Troy Taylor at Sac State comes to mind as well. But Jay Hill is sort of the standard bearer, I thought, uh, one of the best uh, guys defensively that I saw that was a head coach that called the defensive side of the football. So it'll just be a a transition there uh, at Weber. Before we get into some transfer portal talk, Andrew, your thoughts on uh, the new 37-year-old head coach at at Weber State. Do you think this is going to be growing pains going from a defensive guy to an offensive guy? Yeah, it's a really interesting one, right, for all the reasons that you mentioned. I'm wondering if this is just the way for them to thread the needle a little bit because we've talked about it so much this offseason. Where do you fall on the spectrum of of bringing in new ideas but also trying to maintain the continuity, especially at a successful program like Weber State? And we've talked about, well, you want to maintain the continuity but not to a fault because this is also a great opportunity for you to bring in new ideas and freshen the program up and evolve a little bit. Well, Weber State's getting a guy who has some familiarity with the program. He's been there for a year. But also, I, he is going to switch things up. He He's an offensive guy, like you mentioned. He's a guy who sort of made his name on the inventiveness of his offenses. He's a guy who was brought in specifically to fix their problems with the offense. And it's just an interesting situation for him. I mean, it's almost like a you know, record scratch freeze frame. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Got brought in a year ago (laughs) as the guy to work with Bronson Barron and fix Weber State's offense, and now he's leading uh, one of the most recently, one of the proudest programs in the Big Sky Conference. It's a good situation for Mickey Mantle, for sure. I I just wonder. Well, here's the thing, though, is Weber has built their success from the fronts out as so many different college football programs, especially out west in the FCS, have been able to do. And even if you have a guy with a, an offensive mindset, I think you can still do that just because of what the state of Utah provides you. You're going to be able to get good offensive and defensive linemen uh, from the area. Maybe we'll come back to this, uh, but I want to have a conversation about the NCAA transfer portal. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. But first of all, I want to go through some pros and some cons of the transfer portal because I, I do think that there's this narrative out there with all the, uh, especially because for as much as the players in college football have a platform now, the coaches will always have such a bigger platform. And I think that you hear, and plus what, you know, what's a more clicky, like 
trendy, retweetable soundbite than the old school coach talking about, oh, the transfer portal's ruining college football. You know, Tom Izzo, I talked about Tom Izzo, and, and I, I do think some of the some of the stuff from the old school coaches does have a, a certain element, if not a profound amount of wisdom attached to it, right? Like when Tom Izzo is talking about, man, if, if Draymond Green wouldn't have gone through the hard stuff at Michigan State and wouldn't have gutted it out, he would have never been able to fight his way to becoming a second-round draft pick and then never would have been able to fight his way to become, you know, a captain of a multiple-time NBA champion. And, you know, I mean, I would say a surefire Hall of Famer. I mean, Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer, right? Both Jeff and Andrew are giving me the, the thumbs up. Draymond Green's definitely a Hall of Famer. And, you know, what would have happened if he would have had, had the out and he wouldn't have gotten tougher at Michigan State and he would have had an opportunity to leave? I, I get that. There is some wisdom there. But I also think you don't ever hear all the sides of the story. So here's some pros uh, for the NCAA transfer portal. Number one, player empowerment. And I think that it's... it's We, we have such this... this almost like animalistic obsession with college football. When you go to a school and then you root on the college football team, then you can say we for the rest of your life. I don't know what I think of that. I'm not really into that. But it is a a more fierce attachment to an organization. People that say we about their professional sports teams, are that's just stupid. It has nothing to do with you. You have nothing to do with the Denver Broncos. Nothing. (laughs) So... You know, you might have a little bit to do with the Montana Grizzlies or the Montana State Bobcats. Maybe you give money, whatever. All I'm saying is that there's this passionate attachment to it. But then because that passionate attachment is so fierce, sometimes then we think that these players like belong, that you as a fan think the player belongs to you. They belong to your brand. They belong to your program. And so then when they leave, it's like they scorned you personally, and I I, just, I don't agree with that. Also, though, and I know we're, we're talking about this a lot of times through the FCS lens, but from a broad college football lens, think about how much money players in the Big Ten and the SEC make their schools. And I do sort of agree with the argument that Alabama's selling tickets no matter who, and we're not, no matter if it's Bryce Young or Mac Jones or or uh, you know Greg McElroy as the quarterback, Alabama's selling tickets. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Tom Brady or Charles Woodson or Aiden Hutchinson. Michigan's selling tickets, right? Troy Smith or or you know Justin Fields or Chris Olave or, or Eddie George. Doesn't matter. Ohio State's selling tickets. I do get that argument, but also though, the players are the ones may, are, are the ones performing. So ha- letting them have a little bit of a piece of the pie, it's not that crazy to me. So I, I totally understand that, and also, I think the player empowerment's good because there's so many different reasons why guys would transfer. So that's one of the pros is player empowerment. One of the cons, I think, is I think one of the main parts of sports is that the participant needs to learn how to fail and you need to learn how to combat adversity. Like I always say, the whole point of sports is not winning. The whole point of sports is losing. The whole point of sports is learning that you can try as hard as you can and make all the sacrifices you possibly can and you're still gonna, and, and there's a chance you're still gonna fail, but if you give it your all, you didn't fail. There is no such thing as failure if you try as hard as you possibly can. It, all you can give is all that you have to give, and if that's all you got to give, and that's what you give, there's there is no uh, there's no demeaning that whatsoever. That that's not a failure. That's a triumph. But I just think that sometimes we're removing 
the failures with kids leaving. Other pros. From a program standpoint, it's an opportunity for programs to reload right away. You can fill in some blanks if you get it right. And uh, so, you know, say, say you have like, a, a, I mean, like look at Montana State, for example, in football. They're losing Ravy Alston, Cleveland Thomas, Coy Steele, and Willie Patterson, all four wide receivers. Well, they're going to have to figure out a way to reload on the outside. Okay. You can go plug and play. You can find guys to fit in. You know, the Grizz did this last year, too, with some of the guys they brought in to try to be plug and play guys right away. So I think that there's an advantage there for programs across the board. For the individual, I think there's also not. Here's the other thing is that sometimes we say, oh, these guys are only leaving because of selfish reasons. Like Cleveland Thomas came to Montana State because he wanted to win. He he wanted he was at Kentucky and actually Kentucky's been on the rise, but he wanted an opportunity to compete for a national championship. Ravy Alston, same thing. They brought those both those guys in from the portal, and those guys wanted to come in and win. Justin Ford, Montana corner. He said that exact same thing on the show. He said, "Man, the number one reason I'm coming to Montana is because I want to win." So I don't know how you can hate on guys for trying to upgrade their situation because they want to win. I mean, look at Xavier Gilroy from uh, Idaho State. The dude was one of the best receivers in the league this last year. He was on a team that went 1-10. and 10. He wants to go somewhere. He wants to go somewhere for a lot of reasons, but he wants to go somewhere most, most of all so he doesn't have to go 1-10. and 10. I mean, so I don't know if you could possibly hate on uh, kids for wanting to, to better their situations, especially from a competitive standpoint. I do think that there is some validity on the con side to the me-first attitude, the quick-fix generation, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. I don't think cultivating that in kids is a good thing, but I also don't think that the transfer portal is the number one impetus for the cult, for the cultivation of that. I think that's coming from a lot of different places. I think the transfer portal is just the avenue that kids are using now. I don't think it's the thing that's creating that mindset. Also, though, on a pro on the pro side, there's so many different reasons why kids will want to transfer. Maybe maybe you came to play for a position coach, and that guy left. Maybe you came to play for a head coach, and that guy left. Maybe you have something going on in your personal life. You know, grandma's sick. Your mom's got cancer. You know, you came to school with your high school sweetheart, and she dumped you and started dating your best friend. I mean, there's so many different things that can impact your life and, and maybe want you to have a, a new, uh, some new scenery. I also think that there's the element of just lifestyle. Like maybe you came on an official visit to Montana or Montana State and you were here for a weekend and they showed you all around or whatever and you thought to yourself, yeah, I could do that. I could, I could live there. I could handle that. And then you get to Missoula and you're living here <laughs> and there's a, a snowstorm coming that's going to blanket the valley with eight inches of snow and the high on the weatherman says is going to be negative 54 on the high line and you're like, what did I do? I can't do it. And that's totally fine. I just think it's funny because so often we see kids of the college age commit and go to, to school for academic reasons, and they're there for a semester or a year, and it just wasn't the right fit. So they decide to go somewhere else, and they're transferring to better themselves and to, and to make the experience better. We don't hate on those kids. It's not that different. The other one I thought of that was uh, an impact is – just the cost of living. I mean, we see this in Missoula. We see this in Bozeman now 
with the rising cost of living. Like, what if you move somewhere, and then by year three, you're not quite on a full-ride scholarship yet, but you don't really have the time to go to school, play sports, and work, and you just can't afford it anymore? I mean, that's a reality that I think that we don't consider when we're analyzing uh, these athletes, especially at the, the small school level. And so, uh, you know, I think that that could be uh, a motivating factor. And then on the con side, I do think a lot of times kids fall into wanting to be recruited all over again. I mean, you see guys that that hit the transfer portal and their mentions are blowing up, their Twitter's blowing up, they got offers from all over the place. And I think that gives the illusion to every athlete that if you enter the transfer portal, you are going to be a hot commodity. And so often, you're not. I mean, look at R.J. Martinez from Northern Arizona. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the entire Big Sky Conference this last year. The all-league stuff did not indicate as such, but I thought he was really, really talented. Northern Arizona wasn't very good this year, but I thought R.J. Martinez had a lot of different uh, skills that he could bring to a college football program. Well, he's been in the portal now for a couple weeks, and to my knowledge, on the internet, like scouring the internet, the only offers I could find for him were Delaware and Tarleton State. You know, I mean, Delaware was a playoff team this year, so that would be a little bit better than Northern Arizona, but I mean, I don't know. And so what I'm saying is, though, if R.J. Martinez isn't blowing up, then if you're not as good as him, which most players that are from the big sky, they're going to enter the portal, are not as good as R.J. Martinez, not as talented, I should say, as R.J. Martinez, then... Uh, you're not going to get what you're hoping for in terms of the uh, the crazy amount of interest. And then the last con I think here is I think a lot of times guys, I, I think that the recruiting pitch from schools has the best interest of the program at hand and not necessarily the kid. And if the kid wants to go there and he just wants to be on a team, he just wants to go FBS or he just wants to be at a, a prestigious program or whatever, but there's no playing time guaranteed – Okay, that is what it is. But I also think that like some of the, the most heartbreaking and silly endings to college football careers that we've seen were Gage Gubrud at Washington State and Kevin Thompson at Washington. Kevin Thompson was the big sky offensive player of the year in 2019 at Sac State, transferred to Washington, didn't play. Gage Gubrud was the all-time leading passer in the history of the big sky for a single season, was a runner-up for the Walter Payton Award at Eastern Washington, then he got hurt in Bozeman during his senior year. That was his junior year. He had all those records. He got hurt during his senior year in Bozeman against Montana State. Eric Berrier takes the reins at Eastern Washington. Goober sees the writing on the wall. Okay, he transfers, but he goes to Washington State. He's stuck on the bench. He never plays. So sometimes I think that it's just it's silly when you just move on and you don't move anywhere. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I have a lot more to say about this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk more signing day stuff, and we'll hear from the latest verbal commit, soon-to-be signee for the University of Montana football team, Iverson Young. He's a stud running back out of Texas, a three-star recruit. Andrew Houghton caught up with him earlier this week. So we'll talk more recruiting, more NCAA transfer portal next. Keep it right here. It's Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, 
while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. So funny because I uh, hardly knew anything about Jack Harlow, and then I saw Jack Harlow getting carried around at the Kentucky Derby because he didn't want to get his shoes dirty. (laughs) So then, therefore, I decided that I didn't like him. But I don't know why I somehow landed on that song. That's not a new song. It's an old song. It's one of Jack Harlow's first songs. But that song was like became like my song when I was getting up in the morning to go to the gym before I got, come into work and uh, it's so funny because that song I had no idea until this year and, and uh, then it became my number one played song of 2022 I don't know if that's pathetic or cool or me broadening my horizons I still think I probably hate Jack Harlow <laughs> but that's a sweet song welcome back Nuan is now ESPN radio SWX Montana television and the uh, ESPN MT app Coulter Nuanez coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and happy to say so. Uh, Iverson Young, a three-star running back from Texas, committed to the Grizzlies yesterday. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? You want to set this up for us or you want to just let this thing roll? Yeah, well, real quick, Coulter, just one more thing to mention about Iverson Young, and I caught up with him for about seven minutes earlier today. Appreciate him taking the time. He just announced his commitment to Montana yesterday, but a little background on him. He's a guy who was originally committed to an FBS school in Louisiana Tech. That sort of fell apart on him. Montana stayed with him, the guy who made the connection down there in uh, DeSoto, Texas, around Dallas, uh, was Ronnie Bradford, and Coach Bradford stayed on him. And got uh, a good commit here for the Montana Grizzlies, right, of the three-star running back by 247 Sports. One thing that's not in this interview, but that he told me, uh, planning to early enroll and show up on campus for spring ball. So there's a little more news on that. But uh, here is Iverson Young, newest commit for the Montana Grizzlies. Joining us now as we're shifting back over into the recruiting space on Nuanez now. Signing day this week. On Wednesday, and joining us for a quick interview, recent Montana Grizzlies commit running back Iverson Young from down in Texas, Waxahachie, Texas High School, a three-star by 247 Sports, just announced his commitment to the Grizzlies earlier this week. So, Iverson, man, first off, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me, man. First off, I think what everybody wants to know is, how did you become connected to Montana in the first place? What was that connection there to get you on that radar? Um, so, Coach Bradford, I mean, Coach Bradford is an amazing coach. He um been reaching out to me for a minute. Actually, I was committed to Louisiana Tech originally, and Coach Bradford came came to my school the same day that Louisiana Tech came to my school. So, they kind of just seen what was going on, and they kind of um just wanted to be patient in my process, a little bit more patient in my process, because 
um, I was already committing to uh, FBS school. For sure. And then how did everything play out when you decommitted from Louisiana Tech? Why did you want to open your recruitment back up? And then did Montana come at you a little bit harder after that? Uh, for sure. Yes, sir. Because uh, Bradford and because um, Green, they definitely came after me a little bit harder. Um, I decided to reopen my recruitment. Um, it was a little bit later than I was thinking, but it made sense. Um, it was a better move for me and my family. And it was just um, a lot of a lot of things going on that I didn't see, I couldn't see myself being a part of anymore. So I decided to reopen my recruitment, and I'm glad I found a home in Montana. It's an amazing place. I probably would have never even experienced it had it not been for this. For sure. What was your What was your visit like then, coming out here for the first time? Oh my God, man! It was different. It was um, definitely like a like a movie, man. Because I've never. I'm from Dallas, man. So we don't get too much snow. We don't get too much snow here. Uh, we don't get um, too much cold weather. I mean, it's normally sunshine and heat and humid all the time. So we finally, I finally got out there, man. It was um, snow on the ground. So I stepped out the plane, and that was amazing. It was, um, it was something like you see in a movie, man. I could never imagine that like that. And then all the people, the community was just great. Um, I just liked um, how everyone speaks to everybody when you walk past them. Some places aren't like that. So. Yes, definitely, definitely a great spot to be. I could see myself being there. And uh, like I said, Coach Bradford and Coach Green made sure it felt like home to me. Yeah, and you had a lot of interest from other schools as well. I mean, I know you had some other Big Sky schools, some Mountain West schools. What was the thing that sealed it for you for Montana? And then what did it feel like to make that decision just the other day? Um, it felt good. I mean, when I when I made the decision, when I made the decision, I told uh, Coach Hawk, I told him um, when I made the decision, I was, I was excited. He was excited to have me um, being on an official visit. That was my first ever official visit. So uh, being on an official visit, man, they was treating me right, treating me good, making me feel like um, a part of the team already. I met some players. I met some guys. I met some guys that was a part of the team. And so just being there um, on campus was just a different type of experience. And you don't get that experience in too many places. So. Uh, you don't get that family vibe in too many places. I never, I've never had that vibe before. That was different. Yeah, that was the reason why I decided to um, go ahead and uh, make the move. I actually, I was actually gonna wait till I got back and think about it Monday, and then make commit on Monday. I, I, I planned on committing Monday, but I went ahead and committed when I was down there because that, I, I knew after that trip that was a spot for me. So Iverson Young, the latest commit for the Montana Grizzlies. A running back from out of Texas, which is a place where the Grizz haven't been getting too many recruits out of recently. Iverson, tell me a little bit about yourself, about where you're from. You said you're from near the Dallas area down there in DeSoto, but just tell me a little bit about what the Grizz fans are going to get from you. Uh, you're going to get energy. You're going to get big playmaking ability. I have the ability to make big plays, so you're going to get that. And you just, you're going to get energy, man. I'm coming to Montana so I can get some wins for the team. And I've been expecting to do big things early, early in my college career. Yeah, what was it like? And this is just, I'm just curious. I mean, the Grizz, like I said, don't get a lot of kids out of Texas. They get a lot of kids out of Montana, Oregon, kids out of California, and that's good high school football. But I imagine that Texas just has to be on another level. What was it like playing Texas high school football, and especially down in the Dallas area, like you said? Oh, man, football is everything in Texas. So whether you're in East Texas, North Texas, it, it don't matter where you are. Um, football is everything in Texas. We um, we we love to compete, man. We compete every week as a fight. 
it ain't like you have just a couple good teams. Everybody's good, man. So I feel like I play at the highest, the highest, one of the higher levels in high school, and I feel like this, this transition is going to help me get into college and be the best I can be at college. Yeah, I got to figure that gives you a lot of confidence, right? Just in in your game and your ability and what you're able to do playing against the talent that you have to play against every day. No doubt, and I've been doing it since um, a sophomore playing Texas football. I mean, I've been I've been in Texas my whole life, but I've been on varsity um, since a sophomore, and I I've been working at it. And you know, you just you just keep playing, you keep lining up, and competition isn't going anywhere ever. So you got to compete. And you gotta, um, you know, it's hard to get wins down here. So I was blessed to be a part of two great, te- two different great teams, and yeah. So it, it was, it's been an experience, but now I'm ready to get to Montana and um, get some wins for for the Grizzlies. Huh? Yeah. Last thing for you, I saw a note on Twitter. You're the highest rated recruit out of high school in Montana history per per two four seven Sports. Any thoughts about that? I mean, it, it's pretty cool to uh, to be that caliber of recruit going to a school like this. Uh, of course, it's definitely cool, but I don't really get too much into the uh, rankings because I know that at any moment it can drop, it can go up. I mean, I just kind of keep my head keep my head on straight and just try to work at what I can do, man. And I know that I'm a great player. I mean, I know, no, I know that I'm a good player. I know that I can be great. Um, I have people that believe in me, and I wanna I wanna keep riding this thing, man. I wanna go to Montana, and I wanna be one of the best to come out of Montana. There you go. It's Iverson Young, one of the latest commits to the Montana Grizzlies, a three-star running back from deep in the heart of Texas, joining us here on Nuanez now right before signing day. Iverson, man, thank you so much for your time. Congrats on committing, and we're looking forward to seeing you up here in Missoula this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. It is notable that he is the highest-rated recruit per 24-7 sports, but also it comes with a huge caveat. I mean... It actually comes with several caveats. First of all, there's so many states that haven't absorbed 24-7 sports yet. There, there's also like the the in-house stuff with rivals that happens in some states because of some of the state schools and some of the others. It, it, recruiting is incredibly convoluted. It's also incredibly skewed, particularly out west. You also don't really have a lot of guys from the, the Pacific Northwestern states, and I'm including Montana in that. They really get seen or scouted by anybody because a lot of times 24-7 sports doesn't have scouts at any camps that are in this area at all. And so, you know, it's notable, especially because the kid's coming from Texas, where if you're you're getting that rating there, you are um, certainly balling out compared to your peers at various places where there are people to see you. So it's certainly valid or at least uh, notable for somebody like Iverson Young. Also, though, I mean, if a guy like Matt Miller or a guy like Troy Anderson or, you know, even Gabe Solser, guys like that went to, if they weren't from Montana, what's, I mean, Troy Anderson's a four-star recruit if he's growing up somewhere besides Dylan. So, you know, I guess there's there's caveats with everything. Regardless, nice interview by Andrew. Thank you, Andrew, for uh, providing that. And uh, congratulations to Iverson Young. Uh, certainly a legitimate talent and a welcome uh, talent. Uh, to the Montana Grizzlies backfield, uh, going to be at least has the potential to be a good player uh, here at the University of Montana. Treasure State Stars, plus more on the NCAA transfer portal and more on National Signing Day. All that next. Keep it right here. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. 
Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Commitments here, commitments there, commitments everywhere. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio. Uh, the Twitter machine is blowing up. Lots of verbal commitments across the board. As the signing day, the early signing period opens tomorrow. One of note, Tom Carter, who was a two-way standout for Helena Capital, the state champion Bruins this last year, he just gave his commitment to Montana State. Uh, Not entirely surprising, as he is a Bobcat legacy guy. He... uh, His father and grandfather both played there at Montana State, and his sister, Elena Carter, who uh, I could say a friend of the show. She came on a bunch last year. One of the great track athletes from the state in the state. Uh, she is currently at MSU as well. So the uh, Carter family tradition there at Montana State uh, continues. Also, uh, of news that might intrigue some Montana Grizzly fans, Sam Vidlak, who once upon a time was a big-time quarterback recruit for the University of Montana, He decommitted to Montana before coming to Montana. See if you can follow along here. Decommitted to Montana before coming to Montana and then committed to Oregon State. After only a year at Oregon State, he transferred from Oregon State to Boise State. He has now entered the transfer portal again. (laughs) So do roads lead him back to Montana? I have no clue. We interviewed Sam Vidlak once upon a time when he was supposed to be coming to the Grizz. He never did. So I don't know what's going on there. But uh, either way, maybe somebody to uh, to plug in there. Also, we were, we talked about Daniel Britt on the way out of Montana as of yesterday. The uh, talented quarterback from Las Vegas who left Grizz football yesterday. There was also some speculation that Jack Tuttle, a transfer from Indiana was going to land at Montana. Not so fast, Lee Corso voice. Uh, Jack Tuttle instead is landing at Michigan. And so, you know, I guess if your choices are Montana or Michigan, I mean, who am I to say? I'm a Montana alum, but <laughs> pretty hard to out-recruit Jim Harbaugh. Uh, so the Grizz still probably on the search for a, a quarterback. A lot of guys that have gotten away, whether they've been in the boat and then out or on campus and then gone. As of right now, though, it's uh, it's Chris Brown, A.J. Abbott, and Caden uh, Hewitt basically makes up your quarterback room for the Montana Grizzlies. How about some Treasure State stars? First of all, uh, I guess I thank you to our uh, great supporter here of our Tuesday show, Tagliari Deli. Uh, Tagliari is a great place uh, for sandwiches, for 
your Italian goods, your olive oils, your pastas, your pasta sauces. It's also a great place to go shop for holiday presents. You can get a little gift basket going on there, get some old world wine, all sorts of fun stuff there at Tagliari. We'll be back to giving you a free tag, uh, starting back up when I'm back from vacation next month, next year, all of the above. Uh, after the new year, we'll be back at it, giving away Tagliari. But I want to say thanks to those guys. Tag Tuesday, every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. Thursday Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Here's some of the best individual storylines from around the state of Montana. Treasure State star number one, the weather. You might be sitting there bellyaching saying, I'm already tired of shoveling snow. Why are the roads so bad? For me, as someone that grew up in Montana, somebody that's experienced some of the ferocious winters that have taken place here over the last 25 or 30 years, bring it on. If you're new to town, you gotta you gotta experience it. You gotta experience it. I never forget the, the winter, I think it was winter of either 18 or 19, when it was so cold, it, it was 10 below or colder for, I think, an 18-day stretch. It was so cold that we had to recalk the windows in my apartment at the time because our heater wasn't working because it, the, the draft and the wind was coming through the window and just freezing our apartment. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. You need to be acclimated to life in Montana. So bring it on. Bring the weather. And on that note, on a sports note, the severely cold weather and icy driving conditions across the state has caused the postponements of cancellation of several sporting events uh, across the state of Montana. Great Falls Public Schools announced Tuesday that the scheduled contest between Great Falls High and Missoula Hellgate as well as CMR Missoula Big Sky have been called off because of the sub-zero temperatures across the region. There's many other schools around the state that have announced postponements this week due to the potential record-setting temperatures. The Hellgate boys were slated to play Great Falls High, and the Big Sky boys were scheduled to play at CMR tonight. Those games won't happen. Both those games are rescheduled for January 3rd, and the girls' games have been rescheduled for January 17th. So uh, in case you're wondering... The coldest temperature, I believe this is a real statistic. The coldest temperature, I believe, ever recorded in the North Ameri- on the North American continent was recorded, I believe, on Rogers Pass. This was in January of 1954. Negative 70. Oh, I, okay, I just, I just Googled it. It's the coldest temperature ever recorded in North America outside of Alaska. So negative 70 is the coldest temperature ever. If you've been watching the news, they're they're proclaiming that we could get in the negative 50s up on the high line with the wind. So we'll see. Maybe we'll be breaking some records. As I said, man, bring it on. Uh, Thursday star number two. How about Parker Cook, Huntley Project? And we're into high school hoops now, and we already got some uh, – some athletes that are just filling it up. Parker Cook, he had what is to this point in this young basketball season, the, the high for the entire state of Montana earlier this week. He had 36 points to lead Huntley Project to a 51-50 win over Roundup. Pretty darn impressive uh, for Parker Cook uh, in that one. Also on the girls' side, 
Gio Horner of Missoula Loyola, she scored 39 the other week. Uh, I guess this was last week. <laughs> That's pretty darn good, too. And she's only a junior there at Missoula Loyola. So um, those are your two high scores so far uh, in the young high school basketball season. So Parker Cook, Gio Horner for our Treasure State star number two and three. How about Treasure State star number four? The Kalispell Flathead Brave Brawlers. That's the uh, new name of their wrestling team, the, the boys' wrestling team, because they do have girls' wrestling up there uh, in the Flathead as well. The, uh, the Flathead Brave Brawlers went to the Tri-State Wrestling Tournament over the weekend, and they took home the title. So that's a, that's a big one. That's a very prestigious tournament that features the best of the best from Washington, Idaho, and Montana and Flathead goes and wins the whole thing with 248 points. Uh, that was better than Post Falls and better than Orting, Washington. Anders Thompson finished first at 170 pounds and was named the outstanding wrestler of the prestigious tournament. Jeff Thompson been the head coach there at Flathead uh, since 2008. And uh, that's the first time Flathead has ever won that. Flathead is the two-time defending state champions in wrestling, so... Uh, looks like they will certainly be at least among the favorites again. Treasure State star number five, Luke Smith. He's a Bozeman High School senior. Uh, he's recently just committed to Montana State. He's the latest in-state commit. There's been several out-of-state commits to both Montana and Montana State with the opening of the signing period tomorrow. But Luke Smith, the most recent in-state commit, he's headed to Montana State, staying home after a great career at Bozeman High. He's a big athletic tight end there for the Hawks. Trusty star number six, Camden Hillborn. Once upon a time, one of the great three-sport athletes we've covered in the state of Montana. She was an outstanding soccer player, outstanding basketball player. That was the point guard on Helena High's three consecutive AA state championship teams and also a state champion in the pole vault. She initially walked on to Montana State to play basketball then ran track at Montana State for a little while. Then she transferred to Carroll and did both basketball and Track and now she's just the starting point guard for the Carroll College Saints, and she recorded what is believed to be the first triple double in Carroll College history last week. So impressive by Cameron Hillborn and uh, Carroll, man. Carroll stacked. I, I I got caught watching a Carroll College uh, Montana Western women's basketball game on SWX a, a couple weeks ago. Carroll's got all sorts of talent and, and recognizable talent too. I mean, you got Hillborn who's an All-State player there at Helena High. Jamie Pickens, who was one of her teammates there at Helena High and the two-time Gatorade Player of the Year, a top 100 recruit coming out of high school. Uh, Kendall Keller, former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year from Haver, who played for Lady Grizz for a little while. She's at Carroll College as well. So uh, they are a top 10 team in the NAIA right now, and uh, justifiably so. Charter State star number seven, all of the high school signees from across the state of Montana who will put their pen to paper and sign their national letters of intent tomorrow. It's a big day for you, no matter who or where you're signing, and a very cool for families across the state. So congratulations to all the college signees from across the state of Montana who will put that pen to paper tomorrow uh, with the opening of the uh, early signing period. Charter State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, Big Sky Conference basketball, more transfer portal, plus we got Grizz Hoops tickets. 
All of it next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.